moaning. Welcome to Juice in the Morning, episode 64. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly, and we are coming to you live from the Juice Box studio. We're getting some uh, more decorations, and I'm still trying to convince my wife to let me buy some more. So as soon as we start doing some more Facebook Live videos, you'll see the uh, studio growing. Um, we have a special guest joining us all the way from Brisbane, Australia. She is a psychic me- slash medium, and her name is Sarah Hawking. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Justin. This is super cool. Yeah, and you know, I I need to get like my uh, equipment here updated because I'm gonna be flipping back and forth between the recording and my notes. Um, I need to get that dual screen action going on. Yeah, you totally do. <laughs> Two screens side by side. Yeah. Or get one of the really big ones. Yeah. <laughs> they have these monstrous ones now that I saw. You can totally have both things open. Yeah. Um, and, and have it full page size. And as soon as I get kicked out of this studio, I'm going to try to move like a um, bigger one of our monitors in our uh, other rooms and kind of hook that up for the Facebook Lives. But. I had heard you on the Jeff Vibbert podcast and thought you'd be great to have on our show or on my show. Um, so what was it like uh, doing the podcast with him for the first time? It was pretty cool, pretty laid back. Um, I coached basketball with his roommate That's at the awesome. time. So Jeff got in touch with me and I basically just rocked up to their house and we were in their kitchen at the kitchen table, Mm -hmm. just hanging out and chatting, really laid back. Um, It was interesting. His house was a little haunted, (laughs) uh, which if anybody heard the podcast, you heard us talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and it totally freaked him out. Oh, it yeah. Caitlin out. They, uh, they, but it, it was fun. If anybody's ever interested in, um, you know, following up with you, because, you know, we'll get into some stuff on our on, on my podcast. But, um, you know, they definitely need to check out that one as well, because that was really I just listened to it again today to re-listen, to get ready to talk to you. And it's just a really awesome, awesome thing that uh, you have that ability to kind of uh, tune into that. But uh, what time is it there in Brisbane? Because to, here in Indiana, it is 8 o'clock or 8.30. Yeah, so it's 10 a.m. here on Tuesday. That's so it's so, like I'm in the future. That's so weird. I love that, though, because uh, this is going to – this is I'm going to put it up tonight probably um, here. And uh, I don't do a whole lot of editing, so we'll just kind of uh, wing it and uh, I'll get it up. And then my schedule is usually to try to get it out Monday morning, but – with our schedules trying to line up with the show, it just is a little bit later. But um, how would you describe yourself when you when somebody asks you what what a like what a medium or a psychic is? Like, how would you describe that? Oh, good question. So I feel like the, there is actually a little bit of difference, which I think a lot of people don't know, just because. Uh, unless you really look into it, it's not something that you're just completely aware of. Yeah. So I would classify as a psychic as anyone who kind of has these six sensory abilities and there's a variety of abilities that you could have or, um, and that's, ways that it would show up. Yeah. That's my next, that's literally my next bullet point with like what other like kind of abilities would people may have and like, what would they associate that with? Like, would it be a psychic um, or a medium? So I'll answer, yeah, yeah. So I'll answer both. I'll do a two for one yeah. deal. I'll answer both your questions <laughs> at the same time, just for the price of one. Yes. That's awesome. So, they might have um, what we would call like precognitive dreams mm-hmm. where they dream about something and then it happens. They might see uh, deceased loved ones in their dreams, mm. which I think is pretty common for people to dream. I mean, you dream about people 
that you love on a regular basis, but it is slightly different if they've passed away. Yeah. They might, and this is interesting um, for me because it happened to me when I was little. I would go to sleep at night and sort of in that, uh, you're not completely wakeful, but you're not asleep yet state. I'd hear the weirdest voices in my head. Mm -hmm. And like it wasn't mine. And I was completely convinced I was schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. Completely, I'm like 10 years old convinced of this. I'm not like 18. Mm Mm-hmm. Thought my mom was going to have me committed if I told her. Yeah, I, I was would like scared too. of an as- <laughs> Yeah, I was totally scared to tell her. Scared of an asylum. How yeah. did I even know what that was? I have no idea. Like, there probably weren't <laughs> even any in Michigan that were open at the time. But I was sure I was going there. Yeah. So I just learned how to tune it out. Yeah. And for other people, it might be you are thinking of a loved one who's past or living. Mm-hmm. And, like, your song comes on the radio with them, like whatever your favorite song is or something that reminds you of them. Yeah. And so there's clairvoyance uh, would be sort of what we call clear seeing. Yeah. So that could be dreams. That could be, I sometimes get pictures of images in my head. Some mm-hmm. people get it like movies. Mm-hmm. The sound stuff would be clear audience. Oh, wow. Anytime you feel like someone said your voice and you look and there's no one there, mm-hmm. anything like that. That's happening on an auditory level is clear audience. Mm-hmm. Clear cognizance is another one. Yeah. It's a little bit trickier to explain, which it tends to be my strongest, like my strongest sixth sense. Yeah. And it's just knowing. Yeah. You just know something. I can't explain how I know it. I don't know why I know it. I just know it. That's, but that's it's, crazy. It'll be spot on. Yeah. It's crazy that is wild and and that's just like you talking about all those things like just makes me start instantly thinking of like experiences that I've had in that in that area which you know I don't feel like I I don't I don't I'm not closed off to stuff but I also am one of those kind of people that I believe in something that's like very tangible like I can see it or hold it yeah and um that's where like you know one of my older podcasts, I don't know if I actually told this story or not, but I had written about it and thought that, you know, maybe I would tell it sometime on the podcast. So if people have listened since the beginning and I've already told this story, I apologize, but it's going to also have a good twist because we're going to be talking with you about it. And, um, it's a couple of different things. So I'll be quick about it. Um, for example, the, the very first thing, uh, that happened for me was, um, that really freaked me out. And I saw something that, uh, I didn't, know really how to explain it which was um friends had like friends had invited me over for a bonfire and we were basically drinking and hanging out in high school I was probably I want to say I was 16 or 17 years old um I had just started driving so I know that I drove myself there but we had been drinking smoking weed and doing all the kind of crazy stuff that kids do and um we basically friends asked like we said hey let's go hot box the car so like you know, we get in the car, roll all the windows up, and we, we just start passing around joints. And the hot boxing, of, for those of listening, don't know what it is. It's when you fill the car up with smoke and you just get yourself extra high because you're not, you know, breathing any clean air. And so I specifically remember um, taking a hit, handing it to the kid in front of me, but I was really kind of messed up. So I put my head in my hands a little bit and kind of like was just kind of trying to straighten myself out. And I remember looking up and the kid that was in front of me was not the same person anymore. It was literally, and, and I know that I was not tripping or seeing other things. It was literally like a different face on this person. And I don't know 
like the only way I can explain it is is their smile was giant. Like they literally, like I don't know, almost like um, inhumanly possible for their smile to be as big as it is. And so I didn't like freak out. I just kind of like put my head back in my hands and then sat back up. And he was like, you doing all right, man? And it was back to that same person again. So that kind of freaked me out. And then, um, you know, my wife, and this is weird. Um, my wife actually, we had, once again, I'm, I'm going to get to the point I'm going to ask you because, um, we had been up drinking all night and decided to do the hair of the dog, go out again the the next day when we woke up and we kind of drank wine all day at, um, kind of a brunch thing. And I was completely fine. I felt, you know, normal. Like I was still drunk, but I felt fine. And we were watching, we came home and we were watching TV and my wife doesn't remember this because she had at the time drank so much she kind of like blacked out. She kind of like had a freak out moment and said that she saw somebody sitting behind my um, buddy, my best friend that had been out with us all day. And it really scared her because he was like she said the way she described it in the moment was he was sitting on the couch behind my friend, like behind his shoulder. And um, it freaked me out because then it reminded me of that bonfire moment. And then um, the last thing that I want to throw out there that I, I'm trying to just see what your thoughts are on it is um, sleep paralysis. So I've, I've done a lot of research on it because it's happened to me three times um, where I actually had an experience and it was something, something weird. So the very first time um, I thought I was dead, first of all, because I couldn't move. And I was like, you know, staring at my pillow and I couldn't roll over or anything. And I heard this loud, just rushing sound. And it was like, and I, I freaked out and I was like, am I dead? And no answer. Like I thought this, I didn't actually say it cause I couldn't move my mouth, but I thought it as like hard as I could. Cause I thought I was like trying to talk to somebody and, um, no answer. And then I said, um, are you God or the devil? And I don't know why I thought that in my mind, but I did. And the a voice responded and it said, we are one and the same. And it like freaked me out. And so like, I just started trying to move as hard as I could heard that loud rushing noise again. And then all of a sudden I could like move my fingers and then I could start to like, I got up and like looked around and it was like a a terrifying experience. So I like Googled it, looked it up, figured out like, you know, that it's, you know, they say, they say it's because your body has that chemical, um, keeping you still, but you're awake. So it's also kind of making you hallucinate. Um, every other time after that, I didn't actually talk to anybody, but I saw writing on the walls and then it was gone. So I don't know, I and I can't remember what the writing was. I didn't I didn't like write it down right when it happened, and it was two other times after that, and um, I haven't had it since then. So I don't know. It was literally the last time it happened was, I want to say, um, 2015 or so, 2016, and basically the third time it happened, I kind of just like accepted it and didn't freak out. And it really wasn't as a bad, it wasn't a bad experience. It wasn't scary Mm -hmm. and I could move and I like, and I could move faster. Like I got, I came out of it faster. So I don't know if it was just a less intense experience, but, um, 
yeah, the writing and then the voice really, really freaked me out. So I didn't know if you had any experience with that or any of those. Once again, that's a lot yeah. of information I just threw at you, but I just that's wanted okay. to see. I what, can break it down. Yeah, I just wanted um, to hear what I, you thought. I want to go backwards. Okay. And ask you: Was the writing was it words or was it symbols? It. I. I specifically remember it being like words. Like it was literally. It was. It wasn't even like um, written like with chalk or like any like it was. Basically, my back was turned to my TV because I always fall asleep with the TV on. And when I was in my sleep paralysis mode, I feel like I woke up and I could open my eyes and I was looking at my wall and the shadow um, on the wall was the writing. Like it was actual like writing, but it was the shadow of it basically Mm -hmm. from the TV. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I know there wasn't anything there because then as, as soon as I could move and actually look around, TV was still on. Light was still on the wall, but the writing was gone, and I couldn't remember what it had said. Yep. So I think part of it is, like, what you looked up was sleep paralysis, and mm-hmm. there is stuff going on with that. But there's also the – and the, the more you look into it, I'm sure you've read about it, too, oh, as yeah. you were researching. Extensively. Where people have said they felt like they were held down, mm-hmm. like there was a spirit there, like someone was there, and they could feel hands pressing down on their chest. Yeah. Or situations like that. I, I haven't had the app in personally mm-hmm. uh, where I feel like I'm sort of trapped, but I know you can get, as I'm sure you've also researched, sort of in that in-between state yeah. where you're mentally cognizant but physically sort of disconnected. I do think part of what happens with that is there, there's something called astral travel, which mm-hmm. you may have come across I have, too. I've, I've heard of that, and I'm actually really interested in that. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. It's basically the notion that your soul is leaving your body while you're sleeping. Yeah. So to buy into that, you have to believe that your soul and your body are separate sort of entities mm-hmm. that are working together, mm-hmm. which maybe people watching believe in that. Maybe they don't. Yeah. But it's definitely something they can look into and make their own mind up. So mm-hmm. let's just assume that everyone listening believes in yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Because it's completely plausible. Mm-hmm. So the notion is that you would leave your body and you're sort of traveling in these other realms, dimensions, which mm-hmm. quantum physics perspective exists. Yep. Like, you know, we I've know definitely they heard exist. podcasts on that for sure. And, like, I can't go Stephen Hawking on it. (laughs) I just, like, I'm not that smart. I get it on a very basic level, but I do believe it's something that happens. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the times our physical body wakes up Mm -hmm. and we're not fully back into our body yet Mm -hmm. from that astral travel experience, which I think is sometimes the sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. sensation. And other people attribute it. I don't fully understand how because I tend to not, I don't, seek the information out and I tend to not read people's Facebook posts about feeling like they're held down while they're sleeping just because it's not something I experienced. So I sort not that I'm discounting what they're saying. Yeah. I just don't feel like I need to know about it. So I skip the post. Yeah, absolutely. But people, I mean, people talk about that all the time. And in terms of your question, I don't, I'm not sure that I want to broach the God and the devil yeah. theme the same. See, that was so weird. On this show. Because because what I think is strange about it is all the research and like reading everything that I have about them like scientifically breaking down sleep paralysis, they um that's never been mentioned of somebody like that I that I know of 
and all the reading and everything that I did that somebody's actually talked to somebody. They've seen figures. They've had that held down feeling, um, and they've you know felt like impending doom. But they never like I never read somebody saying that they had that actual like thought conversation with somebody. So I just thought that was. And I think it. um, I think you can attribute it to clear audience mm-hmm. and you, you were here. Did you hear it with your ears or did you hear it in your head? Because I do think there is a difference. It definitely felt like I was hearing it through my ears and that was the only thing I could hear. So then maybe yeah. I am confusing it with hearing it in my head because, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But I want to say like my first instinct is to say that I heard it with my ears. Yeah. And I go with that, mm-hmm. go, whatever your first instinct is. I always tell people go with it, trust that mm-hmm. because then you start second guessing yeah. and then you start making up different explanations. So I would say that probably is clear, clear audience mm-hmm. and we can communicate telepathically, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I'm not going to lie. It's completely freaky. Yeah, uh, I do it with my partner. Sometimes he'll be thinking about something and I ask him almost verbatim yeah. <laughs> what, what, about it and I worded exactly how he was saying it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of sort of psychic abilities, the psychic spectrum. And I would sort of chalk your experience with that up to telepathy Mm -hmm. and that communication. There could have been something there. You could have been in between dimensions. You could have been traveling and gotten, gotten that response, gotten Mm -hmm. it in that way. And the couch thing, it's interesting. I have a hard time if you've been ingesting in yeah. any way some kind of substance. Yeah. To know and that's and to that's be able to yeah. parse that out. And that's what like one of the questions that I had kind of written later on in the notes is do you think that that because <clears throat> a lot of people that I talked with back in the day when I was younger and in like youth group and stuff said that you're when you're when you are doing illegal substances, you're kind of inviting stuff in. Do you think that that's the case or do you think that that is really just kind of like messing with how our mind works anyways? Um, I think it can be both. So there's there's a little bit of science behind this, which some people are going to be like, no, there's not. But there <laughs> is. So anyone who's a complete doubter, hater, like this chick is too, super weird and lying, go to HeartMath. I think it's heartmath.org. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, we know that our brain and our heart have electrical connections. Yeah. That they fire and they have electrical frequencies. Mm -hmm. So we give off these electrical frequencies, and you can see it even in, I don't even care if people don't believe in auras. Mm -hmm. If you do some type of thermal photography or anything like that, you still see these colors around people. So we're going to, you know, we have this energy field around us, whether you believe in anything psychic or not. It's Mm -hmm. just science. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that anytime we're, and this is with anything, if we're just eating regular food and the stuff that we're drinking and if we're eating all processed foods and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think it gives us kind of a lower vibe. Yeah. But if we're eating like really fresh, healthy foods, mm-hmm. I think it gives us a higher vibe. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's changing your heart frequency pattern, mm-hmm. but I think it changes our electro, our electromagnetic conductivity. Yeah. That makes and sense. Like, I'm not a scientist, so I don't have any data. <laughs> well, you're definitely you you're definitely making it sound a lot better than the way I would make it sound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I at least make it sound super convincing. Yeah, that's good. So, if you, I, I sort of see it mm, two two ways. I think if you're 
taking something that's a depressant, mm-hmm. wh- whatever the substance, I think in some ways it brings your vibe level down. Yeah. But I think it can also relax you at times. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a sweet spot that mm-hmm. where you're relaxed enough at times to see things that you wouldn't normally see yeah. or experience. Mm-hmm. And with the kind of lowering your vibe, if you think about it like, um, I guess sort of like a magnet, yep. a magnet with a stronger polarity is going to have a stronger pull on another magnet. Yeah. So if you have a, whatever your vibe is, if it's strong, you're attracting other strong magnetic pulls to you. Mm-hmm. But if your vibe is really low, you're also attracting more like low vibe mm-hmm. magnetic connections to you. So if you're, and if, I don't think this is you or your wife, <laughs> but if you're in a constant state where you're constantly wasted, yeah. you're constantly smoking weed, you're constantly doing something that's depressing your system. Mm-hmm. I can see that like, as maybe your youth group friends were saying, that's like attracting negative stuff to you yeah. or kind of like the riffraff. Mm-hmm. And I also think about it sort of like if you, if you're walking through like a super busy place You're also, you're more likely to connect with people who look like you, people who are dressed similar to you, people who kind of along socioeconomics. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like the tribal, the tribal thing that people talk about a lot. So that's your tribe, you know, like you're not rocking up downtown dressed like you are Mm -hmm. with your hairstyle, like you are Mm -hmm. and whatever shoes on attracting throngs of homeless people yeah. to you because that's just not your vibe. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of the same in spirit world. Yeah. And that's what, that's why, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, Jen and I, you know, always joke about this, but we have, um, bad luck and I'm not saying bad luck in like our life. Like I'm saying like, um, whenever we do anything that we're trying to win something or we're trying to, um, do anything like that, I feel like we always lose and I know that it's all games of chance. So maybe we're just literally in that percentage of we're always losing, but I feel like our, um, our, our bad luck is kind of like a, a vibe that, and, and I don't know if it's something that's following us around, but it's, uh, once again, like, um, I'm trying to think I've got examples. So pull tabs, I know complete game of chance, complete bull crap, but I know all the people that I know that play it always have won. They have a story of winning big, We've never won big. Um, Whenever I go to any kind of casino or anything, never win. Um, I play fantasy football with my friends, and I have for the last few years, I won the very first year, and I haven't won since then, and I've been really bad. And that's, once again, another game of kind of chance. I mean, there is skill involved, but um, I just wonder if you – if there is um, any correlation between that and like kind of the, the other stuff, because it's funny because I'm not really dealing with any of the other um, aspects. And then also um, I'll get to something else, but um, basically do you think anything, how do you feel about bad luck? Do you think that that is something that's real or do you think that that we kind of just see it because Um, we're looking for it? Yeah, I think it, I think it could be again, sort of both. Um, which if you're looking for it, that's what you're going to find. Yeah. No matter, I don't care what you're looking for. Mm. If you're looking for a dollar around the house, you're going to find a dollar. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for $5, you'll find $5. You're not yeah. just going to stop at one. Yeah. You know, like you're going to make it happen. Mm. So there's, 
there's a lot to sort of the idea, the notion that we create our reality. Yeah. So if you believe yourselves to be unlucky, guess what? We're, we're going to be unlucky. You're permanent. So I just unlucky. need to convince her because I'm still trying to, really hard to say that I'm not unlucky. I just have had a, a bad streak and it's going to turn around. Um, yeah. And, and, and a lot of it too is actually where you put your intention. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, if you think about the book, I don't know if you've heard of it. It was big on Oprah for a while. Uh, so that might be outside sort of your demographic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. We've got a really, really wide one right now. I mean, it's not, I, I don't have a lot of downloads, but definitely a lot of yep. different people are listening. Cool. So on Oprah, she featured this book called The Secret. Yeah, and I've heard of that. Just, it just blew up. So it's this basic idea of the law of attraction. And I mean, we could really go down the rabbit hole and do an entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. People probably have entire podcast shows. Yeah, dedicated just to about it. that. But it's this idea that you create your reality and you create it with your intention and not mm-hmm. just, I want to win the pull tab. But even going so far as an envisioning yourself winning. Yeah. What does it look like when you win? How does it feel? Uh, what is Jen's response when you win? Yeah. How does it feel to take it the ticket and cash it in? Yeah. And it's the the biggest attractor that I can that I've found that I've read about that I've connected to is emotion. Yeah. So if you can get yourself into an emotional state mm-hmm. where just and it doesn't have to be this, like, I go to an ashram and meditate for 600 hours a day <laughs> thing, you know, and just sit for, like, two minutes and just close your eyes and, like, see yourself pulling the tab and, like, oh, my God, I won. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. How does it the, – the feelings of it and allowing yourself to feel that, it, it it's almost like it attracts it to you. Yeah. And you're going to be like, that's great, but I can't do it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. My partner has two kids. And the nine-year-old was upset about, he thought he wasn't getting like his gold behavior award at school. They Mm -hmm. do these stupid quarterly, and I say stupid as a teacher because I don't think you need to reward (laughs) kids with certificates for having good behavior. (laughs) Yeah, you should just have good behavior. (laughs) Yeah, like you don't need a ribbon to tell you you've had good behavior. But the kid went mental because he thought he was only going to get his silver behavior award. (laughs) Like he was crying in the car on the way home from school. And so we talked about visualizing it and we talked, I said, dude, if you think you only got silver, then you only got silver. You're going to be crying for a long time. Mm -hmm. But if you want gold, here's what you could do. I swear to you, this little kid did it. He did it on Monday. He did it on Tuesday. He visualized it. He thought about how good it would feel, how excited he was when the teacher called his name, Mm -hmm. how his gold certificate would look, this other sticker thing he was going to get for it. And I'll tell you, the kid got gold. That's amazing. I, and and the, like that's that's interesting because that's something that I've really been almost like convincing myself about lately is personal momentum and personal energy. Like when you start going into the right direction and you feel like, like you can't stop. Like that's why, yeah. you know, I <clears> – <throat> you know, got, I got done talking to somebody today about like the shirts and the business. And, and, uh, by the way, there's new podcast shirts. I'm going to figure out how to get more. Cause right now I only have large and extra large, but I'm going to get some more so that I can get them out to people. But, um, 
but I, I started to make a list of people that I wanted to get on the podcast. So, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's probably never, ever going to talk to me. I'm still going to figure out some way to send an email in his direction. And just I may I just like I said, started making a list of all the people that I've watched or enjoyed or um, seen and just keep kind of emailing and putting that energy out there that I want this thing to be something bigger than just a podcast that I do out of my house. Like I would like it to be something that leads to bigger things. Um, and it, it it's so exciting for me to talk to people like you because you have an, an area of interest that I know nothing about. And to be able to just learn about it is awesome for me and have that conversation. And the way that I have also looked at it is I'm building this archive of stuff that I'm very terrified of being like when I'm gone, nobody remembering me and not having any impact on the world at all. And if I have all this stuff on the internet, essentially it could live forever. So essentially like my voice could live forever. So that's kind of like one of the weird reasons that I'm doing this. That I don't really talk to people a lot about, but that's really why, like I think that it's important to do it and to keep, keep pushing forward with that personal energy because um, when it stops, it stops dead and you, it's really hard to get that momentum going back forward for that, for that energy. And that's something that I've literally just thought of on my own. Like I didn't really look up a lot of like um, other stuff. I just started thinking like, and putting together examples of how it's continued to help me. Like, you know, getting you to be on here may not be like a big, big deal for you, but for me, that's a big deal in that momentum, like in that energy, like moving forward, because, you know, like I said, I've only had friends and, and family on the podcast because I've, I think, you know, subconsciously I've been afraid to talk to people that I don't really know. And, and I, and I wanted to be a good interviewer or a good podcaster. So I didn't want to just start off trying to get people to be on. And I think that now that I've got that momentum, it's just gonna, I think it's going to grow really fast from here on out. And I yeah, think, agreed. And, I, and you have that vision mm-hmm. and that's your intention. And like, I could tell just from our messages, how excited you were and yeah. how much you were looking forward to it. <laughs> and so you're creating, that's the energy behind it. So that's what you're creating for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you continue, you know, like we do this show together and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, this is so great. And then you take that momentum into who like the rock yeah. contacting his yeah. publicist, you know, or like just message Jeff Vibber. The yeah. dude lives in Indy. Yeah. I'm like, definitely, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I've talked to him on Twitter quite a bit. He's actually given me some really good advice. Cause I was trying to um, figure out people that were kind of the local area. And, um, you know, he was like, you know, just go to my website and look up the people that I've had on my show. And he's like, just contact them. Cause most of them are local. And he was like, yep. You know, all you can do is ask. They're not going to, you know, say say yes if you don't ask. So he's been actually um, for the short short amount of conversations we've had via Twitter, um, very helpful and also um, helpful with like he's one of the only people in Indy um, that that I hear on a lot of like radio stations, podcasts, things like that that responded almost immediately. Like I, I tweeted him I'm, and I'm impressed that he that he has the time to do that because you know, when you're getting those messages, I'm sure it's not, I'm sure you're getting a ton a day and to be able to, you know, respond to my random like question, like what kind of mics do you use? What kind of like uh, equipment do you use? Um, and for him to respond is just such an, such an awesome thing. 
So I'm definitely going to stay in touch with him and try to try to stay in touch with you and get you back on here if you're ever in, you know, Indiana or in the Indianapolis area. In the U.S. Definitely, at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely try to get you back on. Um, is there, for example, for me, um, I <clears throat> am like, you know, look up to some of these podcasting greats like the Adam Carollas, the Joe Rogans, um, these just multiple people that I listen to. Is there people that you look up to in the field that you're into, like with the with the medium stuff, like people that you look up to as like, you know, they they really got that stuff figured out and I'm trying to get to that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think I do look up to them without and I think we all do this without realizing they're still people and yeah. like they look outwardly like they have it together, but it, maybe they don't have it any more <laughs> yeah. together than I do. Yeah, I think absolutely. there's a woman, um, her name is Denise Litchfield. She's Australian. Mm-hmm. I came into contact with her via Facebook pretty early on when I got here. Yeah. And so she's been pretty cool to watch her growth mm-hmm. and to watch. I mean, she made a Facebook group and I joined it basically when she made it. And that was maybe a year and a half ago. And she's got like 3,500 people in it now. And it's super active. It's really cool. So just seeing people like that growing. There's a publishing company. And there's one in Australia, one in the U.S., one in the U.K. called Hay House. Mm -hmm. And if anyone's into spirituality, Hay House is sort of like the cornerstone, um, like the big name publisher. And the the biggest of the biggest names yeah. kind of across the u.s mm-hmm. work with hay house and are published through hay house and yeah. like new york times bestseller wow. type things yeah and that's some i mean i keep my eye on that but yeah. at the same time um i feel like i feel like I, it's something that you would like the in that like field that you're in that it's almost like you you do want like you may look up to somebody but you're also creating your own thing right that's exactly what i was leading into Mm -hmm. so i look up to them and i feel like the hay house people sort of show me what's possible Mm -hmm. so that i'm not just uh stuck in uh, you know like the internet Mm -hmm. doing readings on facebook which is not what i do anyways but some people that's what they're doing but my vision is bigger than that Mm -hmm. and sort of seeing that people and it's not it's not just about the benjamins but at the end of the day it's about the benjamins yeah. because i built the pay <laughs> yeah absolutely like, even if you die your student loans don't go yeah, away absolutely which is mine which is insane i can't believe that that's i didn't know that that was the case so yeah, it just gets absurd. dropped down to the next person <laughs> yeah okay mom here you, i'm dead but you've got my student loans to take care of now jesus yeah yeah so i got another just, like 30 years on mine so Oh my God. I, I can tell, I could probably talk for an hour podcast about mine, (laughs) uh, which I've decreased them thankfully, but they're still there. So I need to be able to make, I need to be able to make a living wage and be comfortable in what I'm making. And I also sort of look at my dad's an attorney in Michigan and he Mm -hmm. works for himself. And so I see that like working for myself has been on my radar for a while, but like uh, he's an attorney. What I have no idea how much he makes an hour. Let's yeah. say three hundred dollars an yeah. hour. Yeah, like, just like teacher, an average. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Mm. Just like a maybe average lawyer fee. Yeah. As a teacher, I mean, there was there's no way. <laughs> no, there's it's not, not a, even possible. There's not a three hundred dollar an hour teacher out there. I mean, if there no. if there is, they're definitely private or something. <laughs> they're doing way better than I was doing. Um, but I I want that. 
and not for the money, not for the stuff. I want to be able to travel. Yeah. You experiences know, like, is what people are talking about a lot lately is not so much yeah. um, investing so much money into your your stuff as it is investing it in experiences and I've yeah. been tr- I've been trying to have that myself for for the podcast is like you know going out and and meeting people and getting that experience because it's it's really to me I, I feel really open to talking to people especially like just one-on-one like what we're doing um, but I think that getting out of my own head and thinking because my negative thought a lot is is I'm not going to be good enough at this so these people don't want to do it so um so my whole thing is like trying to get myself out there to um get my name out there so that people want to do this and I don't have to like beg somebody to come on and do something like do the show it's like somebody's getting a hold of me because they're like oh I heard this and I liked it so I would like to like to get my stuff out there and I think too that whether it's at the forefront of your mind that like, I'm not good enough people. And this isn't just for you. This is applicable to everyone. It's mm-hmm. applicable to myself, <laughs> which I think I can speak about it as I've sort of grown through this process. Yeah. Um, as we believe that we're not good enough, then we're not. And that's the vibe we're sending out. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality we're creating for ourselves. Even when it's happening on a subconscious level, Yeah. that's what's, that's where we are. So anyone who's stuck feeling that way, you're creating more of it in your life. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff out right now about mindset mm-hmm. and there there's entire apps about mindset and yeah. kind of like we were talking about motivation yep. and just being really in the present mm-hmm. and not worrying because any worry is just projecting possibilities for the future. Yeah. Like you're worried about something, dude, you don't even know if that's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so you I can't be worried about something that's not even in existence yet. Right. It's just like a potentiality. And yeah. I was just talking to my mom, not about that exactly. Like my car just bit the dust today yeah. here in Australia. So we that. had it at the mechanic at like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I almost wish I could just leave it on the street and have someone steal it. <laughs> that <laughs> like, almost almost might be a better, better situation. Yeah. Uh, it would be a hundred percent better option. And so I was talking to my mom about financing options because I don't have permanent residency. Mm-hmm. So it's like my green card for Australia. So I can't get a car loan here. Yeah. I was like, mom, what the heck am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I was like, Lisa, my sister's here. Like, do I ask her to take out a loan and then I pay, like I make the payments instead yeah. of her. My mom did the, worry about what's possible if you if you messed with money with family members it just leads to a really bad place down the line and what if you can't pay for it yeah what if i can't pay for it like i'm not financing a fifty thousand dollar car like i just need like a twelve thousand dollar camry or corolla or something (laughs) yeah like um come on mom and yeah just like the worry and i just would not buy into what she was saying yeah so we had to change the subject because you know, I was just going mental and keep you and keep you in that positive thought. And we'll, we'll think, we'll think positive for you too. And we'll keep that energy for you as well with that, with the car Man, situation. I need as many good vibes <laughs> to get an Australian car so I can drive on the wrong side of the road <laughs> and the wrong go. side of the car. <laughs> so with, with your work, can you give me like a favorite experience? Like somebody maybe that you helped or or something that you did your for yourself even that is like your best what you think is the coolest or most fun story that you've had with it uh yes so this is this is twofold i have a friend she lives in hawaii yeah and so we i mean none of my friends i have like 
I know some people in Australia. I wouldn't say I have friends here. Yeah. I'd also call myself a recluse, which is pretty hard to make friends if you don't go outside of your house. Because no one comes over. I mean, like yeah. the host guy comes and delivers packages, but I don't want to be his friend. So she and I talk pretty regularly just on Facebook Messenger. Mm -hmm. But we will sometimes trade sessions because I think it helps to in business to have a friend who can bounce stuff off who can see your blind spots. Okay. Because, I mean, they're completely blind. I yeah, don't know what they are. Absolutely. Like, I don't know what my problem is. Mm -hmm. So we were doing a trade, and I worked with her for a session. Excuse me. And this is something else people are going to need to kind of buy into, the notion of reincarnation. Yeah. With anyone who's interested in reincarnation or is questioning it, Brian Weiss, he's an MD. Mm -hmm. He's like a legit medical doctor, trained physician, psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. He has a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Yeah. And he stumbled on it trying to like regress a patient who had a fear of water. Yeah. And so he was using hypnotherapy to try to cure this fear. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the whole book, yeah. but it basically goes on from there. Phenomenal work. Yeah. And that's something that I've always been interested in because, you know, you do have like, you do have dreams sometimes that you're just like you're in a completely different life in a completely different time. I've had those experiences myself and it definitely seems like there's it's because my dreams are very vivid. Like I like when I dream like that's why I've started waking up and writing them in my phone like when I have them just so that I can Smart. so that I can remember them. Um, and I've started putting them in like my. I, like I have ideas like and that's literally just the header of this of the page and I I put them on there and um, there's some stuff that I've like thought you know this would make a cool movie or a cool TV show like and then I'll read it the next day and it'll be like I, I'll see what I was getting at but like sometimes they're just like really like jumbled and like the, the ideas are really messed up because I'm so like out of it asleep but there is some good stuff and like I said there's stuff that you you would never have expected your mind to be able to come up with and to imagine that it would be a past life or even a future life because of the the yeah. whole quantum physics thing that we talked about earlier, you could be seeing something that's happening, you know, 200 years from now. And that's yeah. why it's so weird in your mind because it doesn't it's even make sense. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a way to conceptualize. And if you yeah. think about 1817, mm -hmm. there's no way they could have conceptualized cars yeah. or cell phones. Yeah. So like, so, so your fear like literally having that that the almost like that flashback you're you're thinking from that level not thinking from your from your level. But w yeah. w what were you talking about with your friend? I'm sorry. I always yeah, get off on tangents. Okay. I'm terrible about that. That's okay. I can bring it back. That yeah. teacher cuz I taught for 10 years that teacher and me we can go on a tangent and then I can bring it back to the discussion. No problem. Awesome. So she and I were talking and we were sort of doing um, like a healing session and I don't know how to describe a healing session for people who are like, what is this woman talking about? <laughs> it's basic, just helping her. Okay. Yeah. So I was just talking to her, yep. kind of working through this yep. and her grandfather's presence was coming in really strongly. I could really feel it mm -hmm. really connecting with him in a sort of mediumship type way, mm -hmm. which goes all the way back to the beginning. So a medium is someone who can contact people who have passed on yes and it's a medium because like let's say your grandpa dies mm -hmm. so i'm in between the two of you communicating i'm in the middle sort of that mediumship yeah so her grandpa though my friend's grandfather hadn't died like he's still alive i yeah. think he lives in virginia so we were talking about it and he 
she's Mennonite, not anymore. Like yeah. she grew up Mennonite. And so her grandfather was the head of their church. Oh, wow. So it was a really big deal. She also is highly intuitive, does psychic readings and stuff. Mm. She, and she basically left her family, left behind the Mennonite culture yeah. and hasn't been in any contact with them. And so he was really coming through and he was a, like a man, obviously a man, it's her grandpa, yeah. but he always had warts. Like mm. he had warts on his face, warts on his hands. And he would joke with she and her cousins when they were little and say, I'll give you a, a nickel or I'll give you a dime for your warts. You know, cause it's like, <laughs> I think all our grandparents would give us like pocket change when yeah. we were little. Yeah, absolutely. Don't spend it you all know, in one kids, place. <laughs> yeah. Try to not spend your whole nickel. Now the kids like give less than $5 and they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> but she, we, we were talking about this and sort of repairing that relationship in, on like an emotional, spiritual level mm -hmm. because they don't have a physical level relationship. And this is not even made up. I couldn't make this stuff up. <laughs> and like my mom will tell you the reason hey, she believes me. I'm completely in. Yeah. She <laughs> tells me she believes me when I say stuff because I'm not creative enough to make it up. <laughs> So my friend in Hawaii, she messages me a couple of days later to tell me how great she's feeling, like the weight is off her shoulders, mm. but she had these warts on her feet and they were gone. <laughs> That's weird. Warts that she had had for 10 years. That's crazy. She had every over-the-counter treatment and the warts were completely gone. That's wild. And we had just sort of had this. I guess, energy healing session with mm -hmm. her grandpa who wanted to buy her warts. I was like, oh my God, your grandpa bought your wart. That's so wild. That's crazy. <laughs> so they disappeared. <laughs> so fast forward, I don't know, maybe a month, two months. Yeah. And she does a session for me because I messaged her and I was like, something is going on. Mm -hmm. Like my feet were, I don't even know how to explain it. Both of my feet were swollen. Mm -hmm. They were sore to walk on. They had like these pussy blister things. Yeah. I was sitting at my desk, like I'm sitting right now, but mm -hmm. I had an ice pack on the floor and my feet on an ice pack. Wow. And they were just, they were hurting so bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I don't know what is wrong with my feet. Something's going on. So immediately she's like, well, there's a woman there, a young woman. And she starts describing her. She said, I think it's one of your grandmothers. Oh, and wow. I was, like, that, I was like, that is not one of my grandmothers. Yeah. The information she was getting again past life is it that it was a woman I knew in a past life. Mm -hmm. We were, for lack of a better term, considered witches in France <laughs> in the 1800s. That's crazy. She did something that she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I took the blame for it. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, what do you do? You get burnt at the Oh, stake. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So my feet were literally feeling like they were on, on fire, fire and blistering and oh, like wow. pussy, disgusting. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> so she basically said you, she wants your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so I thought in my head, I forgive you. Yeah. And I was like, what else do I need to do? She was like, that's it. Wow. I can't even make this up. Within 10 minutes, I was sitting in the recliner, like mm -hmm. a lazy boy recliner with my feet up with ice on them. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, my feet were fine. Yeah. That's they crazy. Red, they weren't hot. They weren't swollen. The blisters were going away. She was just it like, was, all right, thanks. I just needed you to tell me sorry <laughs> or yeah. no, tell you that I uh, forgive you. And that's, that's it. Now I'm yeah. out. <laughs> On completely unreal. That's crazy. And that, that's been like the, 
sort of the biggest like proof Mm -hmm. of like weird spontaneous miraculous healing type things Mm -hmm. so i've been facilitating sessions similar to that with clients i do like normal sort of psychic readings yeah but i like those because they have a bigger impact oh yeah and it's also been so i believe that we make agreements within our reincarnations on like a soul level Mm -hmm. so when we say we have to be a little careful when we say things like always or never, like mm-hmm. to your partner, oh, I'll always love you. Yeah. I'll always be your partner. I'll always be here. Yeah. Well, dude, really? For always? That's like <laughs> forever <Yeah. laughs> into the future. I don't know so if you 10 can... lifetimes from yeah. now. So it creates problems sometimes for people in yeah. their relationships. Mm-hmm. Or we've taken, we've, a bunch of us have taken vows of poverty in past lives, you know, mm-hmm. like we've been in the clergy or something like that and taken a vow of poverty mm-hmm. or like a vow of secrecy or um, we've made this agreement with ourselves, like that we have to atone for our sins, whatever they might be. Mm-hmm. And we agree to like suffer for what we've done. Yeah. Well, we're carrying these energetically yeah. from lifetime to lifetime. So a lot of my work right now is centering around helping people release those. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a pretty simple, like straightforward process. It's not like a lot of witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah. Um, but it's been really powerful. And one girl I worked with is opening her own business now because of it. Another girl her business, she was charging, she was doing this artwork and charging like $75 a piece. Yeah. She's charging 300 a piece oh, now wow. and it's worth that. Yeah. But that's sort of a result of the work that yeah. we've done. And, and so <clears throat> for me, I always, I always grew up, um, feeling that there was like, you know, something bigger for me, but then mm-hmm. I also have at the same time a feeling of I'm, I'm really average at everything. So like, so I take some kind of pride in it because I can pick things up really fast, but I don't really ever really master anything really quickly. So like, mm-hmm. for example, like when I was growing up as a kid, video games, like me and my friends would play video games. I would get really good and beat everybody. But then all of a sudden, like I would hit like a plateau of that averageness. And then every like other people would get better at other stuff. And then they'd start to like kind of beat me. And I'm very competitive, too. So then you know, we'd move on to a different game or for example, um, sports and, um, not even sports, like, uh, stuff at work. Like whenever I learn a new task or learn something at work or other jobs that I've had, you know, I'll pick it up really quick, but then, you know, I'm about as good as I'm going to get after I pick it up pretty quickly. So I, uh, just wondered if there was anything that you could, could tell about that at all, because it's something that I always tell people. And, and I know that, um, it's not that I'm, I'm not looking for validation. I literally feel that, that that is the case, like that I, I am happy with it and I've kind of accepted that. Um, but I also wonder why I also have at the same time that feeling that, that I, uh, am meant for something way bigger than, than the average thing. I think they're, I feel like all your answers, I'm like, well, there's a couple reasons why, <laughs> or there's two things. We could go on for a are, while, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, I think there are a couple things happening. I think one is that in other lifetimes, you've probably had to fly under the radar, so you weren't noticed, so you weren't drawing attention to yourself for 
uh, one lifetime that just popped into my head was taxes. You were wanting to avoid paying taxes, <laughs> so you had to play it small and make your outcome look smaller. Yeah. Like uh, it was a farming lifetime, like an agrarian life. Mm-hmm. And so downplay how much you're reaping in your crops to mm-hmm. not pay more taxes to the crown. Yeah. That's well, a, that sounds pretty. that sounds good. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I think we do carry these aspects and just some of our innate beliefs and abilities from lifetime to lifetime. And I think the variety of things that you're good at, and it's not like you have to be great at them, but mm-hmm. just like good enough to be competitive with them. Yeah. I think at times that will draw on your abilities from other lifetimes. Not that you're playing video games in other yeah, lifetimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But just, I mean, it is a, a hand-eye coordination skill, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of a like a neurocognitive yeah. ability. And I think you're also very open-minded, mm-hmm. and so your brain has a certain degree of plasticity. Yeah. And so I think other lifetimes where you've had this variety of experiences leaves you more open-minded and more willing. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, with the, the feeling like you're destined for something bigger, mm-hmm. I think when we have that feeling we are yeah because we we come in i do believe that we come in sort of with a purpose for our lifetime mm-hmm. and uh you're clearly drawn to podcasting and drawn yeah. to media and getting kind of the word out mm-hmm. but i also feel like there's an element and we haven't talked about this ahead of time at <laughs> yeah, all exactly there's an element where you want to connect people Mm-hmm. And so you're connecting people with your voice and your work and you're giving them something to connect with yeah and i see it as this web and not just like a web that builds so you can have a big audience and mm-hmm. have like lots of people buying your shirts. Yeah. But because you can share with people things that they might not know and you mm-hmm. can give them new experiences, like we're talking about experience. Yeah. And that's part, like that's innately part of you mm-hmm. and part of your purpose for this lifetime is mm-hmm. to do that. That's- and whether it's like, talking with me or Jeff Viver or the rock or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. <laughs> and that's, that's crazy that you, that you bring that up because like, and the people listening, we didn't really talk for more than five or 10 minutes before we started. And it was just me asking how long she had been in Australia. Um, you know, the, what you just said though, makes a lot of sense because everybody always wants to ask me what genre my podcast is or what like category it is. And I always say that it's not, one thing I want to talk to all kinds of things, all kinds of people and all kinds of, and all kinds of subjects, because I want people to listen to this and hear something on some, that somebody else's idea. And then that gets them like into something and then they get more enjoyment out of their, out of their life because they, they've listened to something that they didn't plan on listening to. For example, I did a show with my cousin who's into Dungeons and Dragons. I know nothing about that, but it's very, he's very passionate about it. And that was one of my highest downloaded episodes. He did, um, it was like seven or 800 episodes or seven or 800 downloads. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, most of my shows don't get that many like right away. It kind of like builds Mm -hmm. on top of each other. So it's just whenever, and also I feel like when I'm in conversations like this with like, even with you where it's like kind of smoothly rolling and, and we're going along, um, it, it gives me that that rush that I get when I'm doing something that feels important. So mm-hmm. like and I've had shows that don't feel that way. I've had, you know, episodes where I'm talking to somebody and it's like it feels like it's hard to get information out of them. And it's kind of a hard, difficult conversation. And that's where I feel like I need to build my skill at, at you know, making people feel more comfortable. But, you know, 
I've always equated like some of this like stuff that I know when it's great with like goosebumps on the back of my neck. Like I mm-hmm. get those when I know mm-hmm. something is is hitting somebody else. Like I know that it's like they're on the same page. They're they're digging what we're talking about, and I'll get that. And I I feel like I know that they're feeling it, even though it's mm-hmm. like even though it's not um, you know audibly spoken. Like they're not saying like oh this is great like. I can just tell and I have that feeling of like that momentum and all that stuff that we talked about earlier. And it's interesting that you use goosebumps because I call that my truth barometer. (laughs) Like when I'm talking to someone and it will be like this really epic statement either Mm -hmm. coming out of my mouth or their mouth that all of a sudden connects the dots. Mm -hmm. I just get head to toe goosebumps (laughs) and I use it as confirmation that that's something that's true. And it's frequently something that we don't have any evidence to substantiate in sort of the 3D reality. But on like a psychic level, we've hit on it and then I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it and, so and I think it's similar and I think that it's just talking to you man I feel like we could probably do two parts because just talking to you like it's already taken me back to earlier on in our conversation where we were talking about audio a lot of the times that I hear that and get that goosebump feeling is when I'm sharing a song with somebody that they haven't heard before and I like mm-hmm. if they don't like it I don't get that feeling but if I know they like it even they could be sitting stock still and I just know that it sounds good to them, I will get yep. that goosebump feeling. And it's a lot of audio related. And then, you know, when we talked about with the um, the sleep paralysis, like that was another audio related thing. So mm-hmm. I think that I, I associate a lot of a lot of energy and stuff with with just audio stuff. So I think, and I that, think part of it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, go ahead. You're, I was just filling space. <laughs> uh, I think another part of that to acknowledge and another piece for you and another piece for anyone listening who's like, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. Is there's something also called clear sentience, mm-hmm. which is associated with empathy and literally feeling other people's emotions. Yeah. And I think that's part of what's happening with the audio for you is you're picking up on their emotion mm-hmm. and Maybe you're not naming it like they're happy, they're sad, they're contrite, they're furious, yeah. they're frustrated. But you can you you are picking up on that emotional level, which I think is how I think that's probably one of the largest areas of abilities mm-hmm. where people have these six sensibilities but don't realize it, yeah. which I would assume is happening not assume. It's sort of like intuitively <laughs> I know that's what's happening yeah. for you. <laughs> because you are if you think back, think back to being in school and stuff Mm -hmm. and you might've been super cool, calm and collected on test day. But if the kids sitting around you are losing their effing minds, then (laughs) you're feeling that too. And it's like amping you up and getting you stressed, you know, or going into like the SAT or ACT, you're prepared, but you can feel everyone else's nervousness. So Mm -hmm. then you start feeling nervous too, but it's Mm -hmm. not even your emotion. You're feeling someone else's Mm -hmm. and like, how can you feel someone else's feelings? Like, I swear someone in the audience is just, like, telepathically asking that (laughs) as they're listening. Because we're all interconnected. Everything uh, on a particle quantum physics level is connected. Yeah, I definitely don't feel... dog is out in the backyard. (laughs) She's so mad at me because I won't let her in. But, like, we're on a physical level. We're actually connected even though she's out back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, And like, you're an indie. You and I are connected right now. Mm -hmm. 
it, it, we're connected to everything in the universe. Yeah, it's kind of like mind blowing to think about it. And I, I, I've thought about that just because I have a segment that I've called the the deep thought of the week, which this whole episode is is the deep thought of the week. So <laughs> I don't really even need to do the segment, but that is like you know something that I've thought of before, which is you know I feel like there there is a there is a magnetism in the world because you know me and six other people that I either listen to or I talk to at work or something like that will have a similar conversation about something, but none of us are connected in any way whatsoever. Like they don't listen to anything that I listen to. They don't watch anything that I watch. And then all of a sudden we're talking about dolphins or something like that. Like, and then a podcast that is not associated with another podcast is like talking about dolphins and how smart they are. And then I have a girl on my show who I know doesn't listen to any of those podcasts. I ask the I ask the question if if you could fight if you could fight any animal or how big of an animal do you think you could take in a fight? And somehow she landed on dolphin when dolphins like one of the smartest animals. They're in the water like they're going to tear you apart if you're going to fight a dolphin. Yeah, you're dead. But it's funny that like that whole through line of the dolphin and all of those things like that that means that there's there is a connection somewhere and mm-hmm. we can't I can't explain it but it's definitely it's definitely there and I I completely buy into that. And I think for anyone who's interested I actually just learned about this concept within the past year or so. Mm-hmm. There's and I don't know the scientist's name. I just drew a total blank. <laughs> I just put his I just put a video from him up on my Facebook yeah. business page like last week. And what is so that so called- that people know what that is? Uh, my business page yep. is. I've got it. I think pulled. Sarah up. Hawking Spiritual Alchemy. There you go. That's exactly right. I've got it pulled up on Facebook. Facebook was super weird. I tried to change the name of it, and they freaked out. And I had to submit <laughs> like three things and like appeals <laughs> and like I'm not even joking. It Facebook doesn't took me play two around. To change. No, like two months to change the name yeah. and I have to prove that that's what like mm-hmm. that's applicable to what I'm doing. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Anyways, this guy has this notion, scientist guy, not Professor Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a notion of morphic, morphic fields. Okay. So sort of this, and it applies a lot to the animal kingdom, but we're part of the animal kingdom. Yeah. So if a monkey can learn to play a drum Mm -hmm. and you teach a monkey to learn to play a drum, all monkeys are connected on some genetic quantum level. Yeah. So that monkey playing the drum, it automatically becomes easier for other monkeys Mm -hmm. to be able to play a drum. So (laughs) I think that plays it. Yeah. (laughs) So as you, as you're doing your podcast and you're taking it, I'm assuming your background is not media. No and communication (laughs) so as you're doing that you're also making it easier for other people who don't have that media background to do the same thing yeah awesome i don't understand why but (laughs) you just are yeah and there's another notion of the collective conscious yeah collective consciousness that when you look at events you know how they'll have like world world day of prayer yeah or after like i think it happened after 9 11 where a whole bunch of people were like praying at the same maybe not organized on purpose yeah or monks meditating like thousands of monks will gather and mm-hmm. meditate 
it creates a change in uh, electromagnetics and the earth scale. I completely buy into that too, because I always say when there's an event getting ready to happen that, you know, me and my friends are wanting to do. And then it's like, say it's an outdoor event. And I'm like, I keep telling everybody like, they're like, Oh, it's going to rain. Or the forecast says 95% chance of thunderstorms. I just keep telling everybody like, no, we're going to be so pumped that this is going to be a great day that the weather is yeah. going to be different. And, um, for example, that happened at the Indy 500 this year. All of the weather forecast was saying that the Indy 500 was like 60, 70% chance of storms all day and that it was going to be just a terrible day. They were going to have to cancel the race. And I know this doesn't always happen. And I know that there's no way that it's always going to happen, but I kept telling, we had a cookout at our house to watch it. And I kept telling everybody, just be positive and we'll have a good day. The weather will stay good. And we woke up that day. Everything was completely different and um, yep. no rain. And then as soon as the race was over, it was almost like the the world like gave us like a, you know, kind of like, there you go. We gave <laughs> like we, exhale. Yeah, we gave you what you wanted. Now this is just the entire huge storm that just like wiped everything out like right afterwards. That's crazy. And I was like, I think that that, like I said, I buy into that stuff and I don't really tell a lot of people that kind of thing because I don't know, like I know my friends know that I'm like kind of joking around about it, but I do literally believe that just the positivity and thinking that the weather is going to be better can potentially make the weather like, and even if it's not making the weather better, what, what is it hurting by thinking that, hurting. that you're yeah. putting the positive energy out there? Like there's no way it's going to hurt. So something. think about how many people, not just you, like everyone think about how many people we're coming into town for the Indy yeah. 500. Like you don't want to fly in or travel in for no. an event when it's just going to rain all weekend. <laughs> yeah. So how many people are coming in for it? How many? Few hundred thousand. Indy, <laughs> yeah. At they least. have a barbecue. They go to a barbecue. So, you know, it's a it's a city event, mm -hmm. but there's people other elsewhere who are watching it, and they don't want to watch a rain delay no. race. Like that's boring. Yep countrywide and so <laughs> this collective mindset of man i hope the weather's gonna be good man yeah. <laughs> i hope that happens i think i totally think we can tap into it and we can make a difference yeah um so basically we're kind of getting to the max time my wife has texted me so i'm sure she's wondering why i'm <laughs> why i'm taking taking so long um just for the last like kind of closing stuff, um, do you have anything that you want to share specifically with me or people on on the uh, on the internet for basically like your social media? We already talked about your Facebook. Um, I didn't know if you had other stuff that you wanted to share. I know you have a website. Um, it is. Yep, I have a website. It's just sarahhocking.com. Yep. S a r a h o c k i n g. Really easy to find. Mm -hmm. I think if I haven't checked it with a, I don't know, semi recently. I think if you just Google my name. It my comes page up. will come up on the front page of Google. Yep, it does because that's what that's I found it and started okay. reading about cool. it and kind of got a background on you. Even though we didn't really get too deep in your background, but I feel like just meeting you and um, doing this show will will kind of be able to stay in touch and and um, yeah, I'll, for I'll, sure. There's so much stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'll follow um, you on I Facebook. Am, I am kind of out there, Pat, beyond what we've talked about in terms of weird magical things. Yeah. So I'm doing um, something that's called channeling. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of opening yourself up to, and you've seen it. Yeah. If you've seen Ghost, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is a channel. Mm -hmm. So almost like someone else speaks through you. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing it with this kind of weird singing. Mm -hmm. Like I don't sing. I'm not musical. <laughs> my brother's in a band. My yeah. sister's a music teacher. Yeah. I coach basketball. Yeah. You know, like 
not music. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to do channeled songs, I guess, and just do like little recordings in my phone. Mm -hmm. And I've revived my YouTube channel. So I have a little YouTube channel where people are interested or like, what the F is she talking about? They can Mm -hmm. check that out. Yep. I will definitely subscribe. Yeah, I think it'll be cool yeah. uh, once I, I just have to make the videos. Like, yeah. I just had the idea yesterday. Yeah, so. that's awesome. <laughs> it's not that advanced. So we're, then, on, we're on the ground floor right now then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, I have, I just made a Pinterest account. You yeah. can do Pinterest for business. Yeah. So I'm sort of looking at that. Nice. And like. Yeah, I'm it, trying to figure out. On, I'm trying to figure out the business behind everything now because I started out just doing it for fun and i think that it's starting to get to the point where i need to kind of like do the uh shit or get off the pot kind of thing where i need to kind of figure out figure out the financial part of stuff so um, and i'm happy like if you we don't have to talk about it on air but (laughs) if you want to talk about anything like i'm super happy to answer any of kind of your startup questions or business stuff because even though like we're in completely different areas Mm -hmm. i think startup stuff is still kind of the same oh yeah um so just let me know if you have questions absolutely so so Facebook, um, doing, YouTube, and your website, yep. and then Pinterest, yep. and Pinterest, then... and I'm doing weekly. I have weekly. If people are like, "What is this?" Every week on it's Wednesday at 9 p.m. your time, okay. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. For anyone not listening or listening outside of the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah. I do a Facebook live. And so Mm. I do like a forecast for the week, not like a weather forecast, like what's going to happen kind of energetically. What can you expect? (laughs) Maybe like pitfalls for the week, like someone double crossing you. Mm -hmm. And then I do live questions and answers. So if people are like, is she legit? She didn't even talk about anything. She didn't prove anything. Yeah. Watch, watch the Facebook live. Oh yeah. I do it for about an hour, maybe 15 minutes are the forecast. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is all Q and a, and it's just, it, it comes through really quickly. That's so it's awesome. not like I'm sitting there like meditating on people's questions. <laughs> like I'm just answering them as I'm reading them yeah. on the screen. Yeah. So if people want to do that, like if you want to check out, like what is a psychic reading? What is it about? What are you doing? Yeah. Just watch and kind of see, you can see how I answer the questions. Absolutely. You can see what comes up. Anybody can ask a question. Mm-hmm. Um, they can ask, I don't really put limits on things. And yeah. if it, it's something private that I'm not comfortable answering for that person on air, yeah, I'll just ask them to private message me. Okay. So I have that weekly and then I'm doing something called uh, the Circle of Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, which is a monthly event that I'm starting. I don't have a date for July. I just did the yeah. June one on like the 21st um yeah. but that it's like a seven dollar paid event yeah but it's more of like sort of that healing process that i was talking about with my friend who like her warts disappeared yeah that's so awesome it's yeah so definitely um people that are listening it's sarah hawking s-a-r-a-h-o-c-k-i-n-g and just if you put it into Google, that's what I did after I talked with her for a little bit on Facebook and I just kind of did some research. It's super easy to find. It's not difficult. It'll pop up almost right away. So I'm not the country music singer. <laughs> yeah, I will put that caveat in there. That's not me. Yeah. And just uh, make sure you do follow her on Facebook. I'm doing this. I'm doing that right now. So we're uh, kind of uh, nearing the end of the time. So I just want to thank you again for coming on. And I appreciate you uh, doing the podcast. I mean, we got into so many yeah, things sure. that I would definitely like to schedule it again at some point. Yeah, definitely. Just let me know. And it's pretty easy for me because 
my mid-morning is your kind of early evening. Yeah. And I am 99% sure you have another, like, a job. Yeah, yeah. I, so I definitely work full-time. Um, the good thing is, is it kind of flip-flops. I'm either early one week or late the next week. So even on my okay. late weeks, it's kind of cool because with your time difference, it'll still be kind of morning for you. So that's, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty nice. Um, but do you have anything last that you want to say? Cause you did, um, on the Jeff Vibbert podcast, um, you did do a reading. So I want to try to do that at some other point, but not, not today. Cause we were kind of, we're kind of at the hour and 10 minute mark, but, um, yep. do you have anything lastly that you want to say to people listening? I think <laughs> just approach it. If you're being skeptical or if you're like, this is mental. Yeah. Like I'm a super, I mean, I grew up in Michigan in yeah. a small town. We had like two traffic lights in the town. <laughs> I'm like a completely normal, like grounded person. Yeah. I don't do weird. I just okay, by the, I just, I, <laughs> just by them I listening, do weird things. they yeah, should know. Like I do weird things, but like, Dude, I'm wearing like an old navy sweater and like <laughs> an old navy V-neck T-shirt. You know, I don't look. I don't think I look like a witch. No, you definitely don't. Like I would totally still pass for a teacher. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's... I just feel like I'm really normal, grounded, yeah. down to earth. So whatever people's perceptions are, mm -hmm. like just kind of be open about it because I think there are all kinds. Yep. In terms of spiritually connected people and mm. just. I mean, if you're interested, reach out, connect yep. with me. Like I really prefer to connect on my business page rather than personal page. Yeah. Cause I'm a little, the recluse part of me. Like, yeah. I don't want people to know what I'm doing on Facebook. Absolutely. Which but, I know is weird. But yeah. Um, you know, once again, just keep, keep an open mind. I, I have a completely open mind about this stuff. So you guys listening might've gotten a little bit more information about me that you didn't know beforehand because you know, I do think about a lot of weird stuff on a pretty regular basis. And I've had had some uh, interesting experiences that, you know, I don't necessarily think that I can explain. So if you guys have any of those, you're more than welcome to um, send me emails or um, tweets or Facebook messages. I'm always open for all of that. But uh, once again, thanks for being on and we'll uh, we'll do this again. OK. Yeah, for sure. I totally appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for joining me. Um, that was a great podcast with Sarah Hawking. Um, you guys know that you can find the podcast on all places that you get podcasts. You can get it on YouTube. Uh, I always post the links on Facebook. I always post the links on Twitter. Um, you can get them at my website, libsyn.com forward slash juice in the morning. Um, if you'd like to call in and leave a voicemail for the show, the phone number is 317-762-5823. And you can always call in, leave a voicemail. Um, I'll answer any questions on the air. I'll answer um, anything. You can ask me anything, and I'll answer it. It could be rude. It could be funny. It could be sad. You can just uh, send whatever you want, and we'll interact, and we'll get you on the show. If you'd like to send an email, whether it be a good email, hate email, anything, you can send it to juiceinthemorning at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all for listening and paying attention, interacting with the show. It's growing. We've got the T-shirts now. I'm going to figure out the whole financial side of this thing, and uh, we'll, start, we'll start taking over the world together. So let's do it, guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Juice!